one. Welcome to the God is Awesome podcast. Ken, it's a pleasure to have you, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's <laughs> good. a pleasure to be here. This is going to be good, man. This is going to be good. My name is Aaron. If you guys didn't know, I'm going to be your host today. And on this podcast, well, first of all, we want to thank you for joining wherever you are streaming your this from your device. Um, and just want to thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about people's testimonies, um, everyday, regular Christians, um, just telling their story of how God has pulled them through struggle and, and uh, you know, their walk with Christ in life. And um, we just want to say how, uh, you know, testimonies can be like a holy thing. You know, we're talking about how God has, you know, worked in someone's life and, you know, the particular uh, subtleties and, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's holy ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not stuff that uh, should be taken lightly. I don't think this is someone's life. And so today we have Ken uh, today. So before we go over to Ken, uh, before we go over to you, um, please, we just encourage anyone to share this podcast with anyone who you, you feel like uh, can relate or um, join the group uh, because we're building a community here of uh, just awesome podcasts where God has just changed everyday regular people's lives. Um, anyway, let's get things started off. Ken, super happy to have you, man. I'm super excited about our podcast today. Um, maybe start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, origin story, like uh, where you where you come from, how did you grow up, and okay. so. Well, uh, my name is Ken, uh, like Aaron said. Uh, I'm originally from New York. I was born in the Bronx, uh, five years old. We moved to Long Island, New York, to uh, Suffolk County, Medford, mm-hmm. Long Island. Uh, I've been a Christian, actually, I mean, you could say all of my life. Oh. Uh, you know, I remember accepting God, I believe it was like five or six years old. I mean, growing up, my parents, you know, Christian, my mother's side of the family, all Christians. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember being baptized, I believe it was like five or six years old, but, you know, grew up in a Christian home. Gotcha. And so uh, did you, how, like, what was your family life like? What was your home life like? Well, my father was a cop. My father was a NYPD. And, uh, you know, we had a... A great childhood, you yeah. know, middle class, and I mean, everything we wanted, we pretty much had it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, growing up was nice. Growing so, up was, it was so, nice. So you gave your life to Christ, like, you, I mean, way young, like, yeah, five, about, 15, uh, teenager, like, how, like, what? Well, about, you know, five or six years old. But then as I probably got into my teens, uh, maybe 17, 18, 19, then uh, you kind of veer away, okay. you know, because now uh, I had more freedom, okay. I guess, if you want to say, you know, to go out and hang out with my friends versus just younger, you know, sure. being home. Yeah. So. Gotcha. And um, so you're, you're kind of finding more freedom, but how was your like growing process with Christ? Did you fall away a lot? Was it, were you nominal? Was it kind of like just wishy-washy and lukewarm? Or were you like really on fire for God? I think I, I was on fire for God. Oh, that's awesome. Growing up and uh, even in seventh grade, we had gone to a Christian school that okay. our, our church had. And even there, just, you know, at an early age, I mean, 12 years old, speaking in tongues and, uh, yeah, I had that fire until I probably was able to just go out on my own. And then there wasn't that constant. Uh, I wasn't going to church all the time then because when I was younger, yeah. yeah, I always going to church with my parents, always, you know, always at church. My parents always praying whenever relatives would come over. It was always 
prayer time. And, uh, you know, and I remember growing up going to the Brooklyn Tabernacle, mm -hmm. you know, and just being amazed and how big that place was. But it was, you know, there was always Christ uh, in our house growing up. Gotcha. So you always. had a great foundation for uh, yes. God. You loved God. You were yes. on fire for God. Mm -hmm. um, how did that, wh where does that take you into your adulthood? Where does that take you into, you know? Uh, I think it kind of changed again when I was able to go out with my buddies and do things. And uh, when I was 17 years old, I began to dance uh, professionally in a, You're a dancer? Uh, in a dance club, huh. uh, in a dance troupe, you know, if you want to say. And really? We used to do a lot of shows upstate New York. Okay. Uh, it was, you know, hip hop dance. I was about to say, like freestyle dance. And, break and then doing that, then I was taught ballroom dancing. Okay. Uh, and so when we would go and do the shows at the resorts upstate New York, we would go there for the weekend. We would have this big show that we would dance in on Saturday night. But for the whole weekend, we were there uh, teaching, you know, certain oh, ballroom classes. Man. But, you know, doing that, again, now I'm moving away. I'm moving away no because kidding. then we're there on the weekends and I'm not at church. Mm -hmm. And really there was nobody that was a Christian or sure. said, you know, hey, let's take 10 minutes, five minutes, let's, you know, say a prayer yeah. or let's do this. So none of that was there. You gradually declined out of it. Right. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Uh, and then probably, you know, but through all this, I still had my faith, mm -hmm. if you want to say. Yeah. I just, I guess you want to say I was a carnal Christian. Okay. You know, if you want to call it that. Uh, you know, I still had my faith. I still prayed to God on my own, but I just wasn't going to church at yeah. the time because it was always a show during the weekend or always doing something. Sure. Uh, yeah, there's always like a gradual decline, you know, gradual slipping away yeah. of like the community and mm -hmm. regular, like, you know, just reading the Bible, just basic stuff. And then you just kind of. Yeah. And basically at that age, I wasn't doing that. Yeah. You know, and I, your still, faith I still prayed. Yeah. I still prayed, but. There's no, you'd never like explicitly denied it. Right. You just kind of just had right. distracted. You know, I, yeah. And I would still pray and ask God for things. and uh, But yeah, how it was before in the past where it was just like instilled in you and, you know, and you wanted that, it was, yeah. you know, gradually going away in my teenage years. So it's funny um, that, Ken, you're, you're here because we had uh, your wife here on the podcast maybe just a few episodes ago. And if you're listening to us, the link's in the description. You could hear her side of things and how they met and stuff mm -hmm. like that, which is a, which is funny. It was a dance club, actually, speaking yeah. of that, where, <laughs> where you met Amanda. Yeah. And, and we had met many times before that. Okay. You know, so it wasn't until that night. You're right that, in your element, too. Like, and, and that night... I was with my cousin, and uh -huh. I really didn't want to go out because he was with a girl he was hanging out with. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be a third wheel. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 come on. You have to come. You have to come. I'd rather be with you than her. Sure. I'm like, and I had nothing else to do, so I'm like, all right, we'll go. And then you got a wife. And then, yeah, I met my wife there, and <laughs> it so happened that that night he told, my cousin told his girl he was with, uh, we, you know, he was going to go home. A man that had told the guy she was with she was gonna go home and then we wound up at at a friend's house the four of us yeah and then ever since then we've just been together magic yeah magic 10 years cool ten years. So, so so tell us um how you know what are the biggest struggles going into the marriage and um i'm kind of alluding towards the what we're what we've got on the show notes today um uh yeah talk us through your experience 
Well, at, I mean, at first our marriage w- was great, you know, and it's always, you know, just getting together. And we were together for three years before I asked her to marry me. Uh, some some of it was difficult. I mean, if you want to say, because uh, having a mixed marriage, mm-hmm. you know, where my two children and then her uh, her son, Alan, you know, my son, Alan. Now, you were married before? I had been married before. Okay. Uh, I met my ex-wife when I was in the Navy. Okay. Uh, and then we, just as I was getting out of the Navy, we had gotten married. Uh, we had Nicholas, my firstborn. Right. And then when I got out of the Navy, my parents had moved to Florida in 96. I went into the Navy in 94. So in 96, my parents moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. So when I was getting out in 97, I had nowhere to go, basically, yeah. you know, back to New York. Yeah. Okay, so I went with my parents. Gotcha. Uh, and then my daughter, Kendall, was born in Florida. And Nicholas was born in Washington State, where mm-hmm. I was stationed. Gotcha. Uh, but, you know, that marriage lasted four years. Right. So you yeah. take that into your marriage with Amanda. Mm-hmm. Mixed family. She's got kids. You've got kids, and you guys have a kid together. Yeah, that's as that's as mixed as you could get. You know, it's it's great, and then you have your your bad times to where you know my kids didn't want to listen to Amanda. Yeah. Alan didn't want to listen to me. You know, sure. you're not my mother. No, sure. you're not my father. And then, you know, that caused friction, stress, stress. a lot of stress. You know, and not only causing friction with the children, but then causing friction with Amanda in the marriage or myself. Yeah, you know, so. You guys are challenged as a partnership. And, right. Yeah. And then, you know, there were times where it was just everything was smooth, sure. smooth sailing, and then something would happen again. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> you know, so. I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. So you are uh, the brother of three brothers, right? Uh, right now I have, I was, yes. Yeah, you, you have. My, my mom had four boys. Yeah, four boys. Could, um, you, um, could you tell us a little bit about um, uh, Sergeant Gary? Oh, and sure. uh, your brother, and maybe what, um, how how that came up? Like, how'd you find out? Um, and what even happened? If we need to catch up with some people here. Well, uh, my brother Gary was a uh, a deputy sheriff at this here in the St. Lucie County Sheriff's Office, and he was younger than you. Yeah, he was younger than me, four years, two days, mm-hmm. uh, younger than me, and uh, he was shot and killed February twenty eighth of twenty thirteen. And the January before that, he had just made sergeant. Wow. And he was with the sheriff's office for about 13 years uh, when this happened. And actually, the the day that it happened, I was at work, and Amanda called me because that morning, there was a Port St. Lucie cop that got shot. And she called me, hey, did you hear? They said, you know, I just got a call from a friend. Some cop got shot. And I was like, okay, I didn't hear anything, but, you know, let me call Gary. I'm going to call Gary up. Let's see if he answers the phone. And it went to voicemail. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, I heard a cop got shot. You know, give me a call. Let me make sure you're alive. And you said that? Yeah. I left him a message. And then maybe 20 minutes later, uh, my dad calls. And he goes, did you hear what happened to Gary? I'm like, no. You know, Amanda called me saying she heard a cop got shot. Uh, and then my that's when my dad said that uh, your brother was shot and killed. 
So, I mean, I kind of didn't know what to think, you know, at first. I was just in shock. Uh, you know, he said, yeah, your brother was shot and killed. And uh, so he says, you know, uh, come to the house. The sheriff's coming over to the house. So I literally from upstairs uh, where my office was, ran down the stairs, ran out the door, uh, and I flew down Port St. Lucie Boulevard, you know, to uh, to my parents' house. And just right there, I just, you know, broke in tears, just even seeing my my mother in tears, and that just made me, you know, go go crazy. And what happened was that Gary uh, was pulling this guy over, and then he took off. You know, just as he pulled both cars stopped, the cop took off. So now Gary's kind of in a high-speed chase with him. Uh, and then they went down Naylor and Fort Pierce, and it was a dirt road. Kind of, you know, it's not paved or anything. So Gary was behind him, and when he slammed on his brakes, uh, Gary slammed on his brakes and kind of went a little bit forward. But now he's kind of there with him, so he had a reverse so, so he's so he's side by side with them. Right. So as they're slamming on the brakes, Gary had went side by side with them because okay. he couldn't stop. Now, you know, you don't want to be next to this person. So as he put it in reverse, uh, this guy just came out of the car and just started shooting him, shooting, shooting, shooting to where my brother didn't even have a chance to get out of his car. I mean, he opened the door. He didn't even have a chance to take his gun out of his holster or anything. And he just came right there, right to the car and was just shooting and killed him. So he, he was in the high speed chase, mm -hmm. slams on the brakes. He pulls off to the left of him and then he, they're all there at a stop. Right. He hits it in reverse. And before he knew it, the guy got out. And of then car. he just got out of the car and yeah. just started shooting. Yep. And just started shooting. While he was in this car. Yeah. Yep. And then at the same time, one of the other deputies was coming around the corner and Tisdale was shooting at the other cop. Uh, and the other cop went, you know, called it in. It's this car, this, you know, uh, and he went into the car and, you know, just hearing the, uh, you know, the rate, the radio that they played in the court and everything, of, you know, what happened. But, you know, thank God that they did catch him. Yeah. That he didn't get away and it was a manhunt. I mean, they caught him right away. Yeah. They caught him right away. What was the, um, what, what was the feeling? What, what were you dealing with internally when you first heard? Just a, a, a lot of shock at the time and then a lot of anger towards the one who, who killed him. Sure. You know, that was kind of the first impression that you get at first you're shot I, I don't even remember the funeral i remember i mean there's bits and pieces that that i do remember but a lot of the funeral i mean there was like over four thousand people there and just half of it i don't, I don't even remember yeah I, i'm just because my mind literally was just really not there still in shock numb yeah yeah i remember the um when when news broke of this uh I mean, there was a huge out outpouring of support from the community um, mm -hmm. 
it was just everywhere. Port St. Lucie, Florida, if you guys are listening to us, it's just, um, it was everywhere. And a lot of people don't, you know, when, when it dies down, that's maybe only like two weeks after, three weeks after it kind of loses public eye and then the families are left um, still to pick up the pieces. So what was the family like? How was the family dealing with it? How are you dealing you with know, it? You know, everybody was dealing with it, I guess, in, in their own way. Uh, you know, still being a Christian family, you know, everyone still, you know, had their faith in God and, you know, dealing with, with how they're, you know, in, in their own way. W- with me personally, you know, I was I was just hurt. Yeah. And then I started to get mad because explain that like describe that well because of it was all over the news and it just doesn't go away because then it's in the news again then it's in the news again the trial or you know we don't know when it's a trial it's just constant Mm. you're sitting there watching tv and then there's the picture of your brother you know again when you're just starting in a way to, to calm down and then now you see your brother again and then they're talking about it and it's just it was a constant constant uh, you know, on the news. Reminder. Right. Like a constant can, reminder. You couldn't escape it. No. And then I, we, uh, my brothers and I, and even my parents, we got a sticker in the back of our cars. It says, in loving memory of my brother, Sergeant Gary Morales. Uh, and it has the day he was born to end of watch mm-hmm. when he died. And we have the sheriff star with his badge. Uh I would be stopped at a light and people would come knocking on the door and say, I knew your brother and your brother did this for me and your brother did that. And if it wasn't for your brother, uh, my son would have been in jail and this and that. And it's all great stories. But then now I'm thinking to myself, you know, as these stories start coming in of all these people who knew my brother, you know, I'm saying, God, why did you take my brother? You know, hmm. I mean, if he was helping all of these people and he changed all of these lives, you know, why? Why would you take him? And so I guess I, I began to become angry uh, with yeah. God. And, and not just, you know, with God becoming angry, just at first I didn't want to do anything. Uh you know, my wife would say, you know, come on, let, let, let's go somewhere. You know, let's take Kenneth to the park. I didn't want to leave the house. I was just kind of in such a, a depression. Uh, but then when I would leave the house, I kind of like hid it from everybody. You know, I would smile and, hey, how you doing? But, you know, inside it was just, Terminal. you know, the, right. The emptiness that my, you know, my brother was not there. And then the anger that, you know, Look at look at all this stuff that that my brother does for these people that he's he's done, you know how could how could you let it happen? Yeah. You know I I would I would ask. So this whole your whole foundation of Christian upbringing, Christian household, even in bringing Christianity bringing Christianity into the marriage, it started to erode because mm-hmm. of your bitterness towards God. Yeah, it was and it was all centered around this question: like, why would you take such a good person, my brother, mm-hmm. but also that like a good person did stuff around the community and like helped yeah. so many people. Yeah, it just, 
you know, again, growing up, you know, being a Christian and then, you know, coming from a family that's so faith filled, you know, it was something that I was dealing with personally. And just that anger just kept building and building and it did. It trickled into my marriage, uh, you know, arguments with my wife and even, you know, threatening divorce. Sure. Parenting. Uh, and right, you know, parenting, yeah. you know, that's, you know, your son, you better get a hold of your son. And then, you know, well, you better get a hold of your son. Yeah. And we think that it's like all like separate like this, but that angerness kind of roots itself. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was just growing to where, you know, even with, with uh, Nicholas and Kendall, I mean, I would just snap mm -hmm. and I would just yell and scream at the top of my lungs. You know, and that wasn't me. Yeah. I was just, you know, a lot of it was the anger. How did Amanda deal with that, your wife? She cried a lot. You yeah. know, I, I made I made her cry a lot. I mean, I was a real jerk. Yeah. I, I was a real jerk. And, you know, and I remember one day I was just at, that's it. I'm done. I even took my, my wedding ring off. I put it on the, uh, on my nightstand and I just left. I had nowhere to go. So I went to my parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> I got nowhere to go. You know, so I went to my parents. I, I didn't even tell my mother what was going on. I, it yeah. was just there, you know, and then. Because that's, that's where you went to grieve. Yeah. And then uh, I was outside in the driveway and then Amanda actually came, you know, to my parents' house and. She followed you? She, well, I think she knew I had, you know, I wasn't going to go anywhere. Sure. Well, you know, so she, let me check, you know, William and Candy's house. Uh so I was there. I, I was actually in the driveway, and she showed up, and then she gave me the wedding ring back, you know, and oh, no. kind of, so good. you know, we made up then, yeah, you know, but then still times would happen where just, you know, the anger of just, you know, I at the time, I didn't care. I didn't care anymore. I didn't want to be married, so what? I yeah. don't care what happens, you know what? And she became like a punching bag for you. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, just me being a, a real jerk to her and, wow. you know, being a jerk of a father, you know, even to, even to my kids. Yeah, and no doubt you she know? understood that this was all coming out of this mm -hmm. place from your brother and grief yeah. and sorrow. Yeah. So let me ask you something. You, 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 asked, you said you asked God why, mm -hmm. right? You wondered, this, this is a question you wondered. Did you ever get an answer? I, I didn't get an answer, but what came to me is that uh, – I can't question God, you know, everything happens. If you want to say for a reason, God is always in control. Yeah. So I can't, you know, why did you do this? You know, I got to the point and this was maybe like a, a year, maybe a, a little over a year later that, you know, I'm thinking, you know what, what, what am I doing? I started realizing what am I doing? You know, questioning God, yeah. you know, why am I blaming him? And then, you know, I think to myself, I, I can't, I can't blame him, you know, for what happened to my brother. What happened that day happened that day. But as a Christian, I can't put blame on God. So you, you lived with this, mm -hmm. at least in its like, like very darkest anger for like a year. I would say about a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you, you went through the year anniversary then with this. Yeah. Was that hard? The first year anniversary, yeah. we, we had a dinner. Uh, a lot of the family, a lot of the friends, uh, we got together and uh, we went to a restaurant. And, you know, it was great seeing a lot of the family that was there. And But, you know, then again, it's still hurting because you're 
you're still grieving. Yeah. You know, I'm still missing my brother. I mean, to this day, I still miss him. The, but is, you're still grieving. Yeah. Is is Does it get, let me ask you something. Does it get annoying when people bring him up? Is Or is it like you have to try to guard from that? Or do you welcome it? It, it, it did. Because as much as people wanted to give their condolences, you know, when you have hundreds of people giving their condolences, it's like you need your time to breathe and not even think about what happened. Sure. And then you, you got to put on a face to try to like welcome all these oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're like serving them. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like, maybe it becomes like where they give you their condolence because of them. And they don't, maybe you don't feel like you're being taken care of or like you just have to be put this face up to just yeah like, it's just i mean like again it was all over the news yeah all over the news even you know even for years later uh, on really? the news and oh, i haven't seen it and the newspapers and i've saved almost all of the articles any articles that came out i've saved them i've saved them i've saved them why i want to make an album of mm -hmm. them i want to get them laminated and put it in there you know for however long that will last 50 years 100 years mm -hmm. so that they'll you know whoever my grandkids my great grandkids or whatever will know who who gary was sure. and what happened to him yeah it'll be there you know versus just word of mouth well look let's look at this album yeah let's look at everything that happened gotcha and memory yeah so you, you deal with this for a year and then a year comes, not, not to say it ended after a year, but to say that the page started turning at that, like you started, you started coming to the realization. What, what made that realization happen that you can't blame God well, for this? Well, also before then, like within that year, you know, I was still going to church. Okay. But my heart wasn't in it. It was just, let me show my face. Mm -hmm. Let me show my face in church. Uh, was that sunlight? That was sunlight. We did go to a couple churches be before Sunlight. Okay. Uh, but then when Amanda said, hey, let's, let's go to Sunlight. Okay. So how's it? So we, we go to church. Mm -hmm. You know, we come here to Sunlight. But it was still, we came a couple times. And then come Sunday, I don't feel like going to church. Mm. You know, Amanda, come on, let's go to church. No, you go if you want to go. I, you know, I just, I just didn't feel like going. You tried. but You know, I tried, but yeah. it just... Again, there was that anger, and I just wasn't into it. When I was going to church before, it was just, I went to church because, you know, I would go to church with my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents would pick us up or whatever, or we'd meet them at the church. Uh, but it's just, yeah, I, I didn't want to go to church anymore. Any particular reason? Just I was either tired Sunday morning or just, you know what, I just want to lay down. No motivation. No, no, no motivation. I just want to lay down. Yeah. And then my father, around that time, started Bible study. Uh, my wife and I go, and my cousin, her husband go. And then, you know, once a week, then as we started going to Bible study and Bible study and reading and digging into the Word, I'd say that's when it started tugging at my heart again. Interesting. Uh to wanting to, to go to the Bible study. And then Amanda had said, hey, come on, let, let's go to church. And so went to church. You know, we came here. So what was it about the Bible study? Did you read the Bible more? Yeah, no, no. We, we went into the scriptures and then, you know, read a few lines. And then we discuss and, you know. 
was it the support from the community? Or like no, local? this was just, just you know, my, my parents uh, and my cousin and her husband Bradley. That I mean, they're just so, so spirit filled and it's a family Bible. You know, yeah, it, it was it's a family Bible, study. and it was just reading the mm -hmm. Bible. Yeah, we were just reading the Bible wow. and just from being at church and not really paying attention. Sure. Just, you know, I'd rather be home, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. and not really paying attention to where now it's us in my parents' living room to where you have to pay attention, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? You, yeah, you could check out at yeah, church. Yeah, 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 you know, you, you have to pay attention. Sure. Otherwise, yeah. uh, you know, because then my, we would ask questions, you know, what do you think this, this means? Or, you know, we would go about it or, you know, we would ask questions. But then doing that, doing that, okay, now that kind of wanted me to start going to church again. And gotcha. then when Amanda said, let's go to, you know, let's go to sunlight again. And so then, yeah, we, you know, then we went and then every Sunday, then we started going on Sunday, started going on Sundays, you know, eventually getting into the, I think we were here for about a year. Uh, and then we got into the children's ministry and helping yeah. out with the children's ministry, yeah. you know, and that was, you know, they wanted people to help. And we were like, you know, rather than, than just coming to church on Sunday, you know, we need to get involved with this church. If we're going to make this part of our lives, coming to this church, it can't just be coming on a Sunday, you yeah. know, and then we go home because that's what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you're a big part of the, the children's ministry. Yeah. And, part. and so, you know, that's what we decided. Let's do the children's ministry. You know, we have our nine-year-old, Kenneth, and he was in there, and that's when we decided, well, let's let's do the children's ministry. Yeah. We'll get into the children's ministry. And now it's been what? Four years. Probably like four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, four years, and we love it. That's you awesome. Know? <laughs> we love it. So where does this leave you with forgiving with uh, your brother's murder? What, what was the court? Did you see him in court? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I went to court. I mean, the guy was like 10 feet in front of me to where I just – there was times where I just literally wanted to jump. Was and, this within that year or after the year? This was – Two years later. Wow. Uh, yeah, so we had to wait like two years before trial. Yeah, usually that stuff takes a long time. Mm -hmm. So you, you've, you've already started like the healing process. Yeah. And then you have to look them. And now you have to go through court. In the face. And yeah, and go through all this. What was that like? Again, I mean, that was hard because now you're hearing the details. Sure. Uh, of what happened, the recordings of him on the radio. and No doubt that was hard. Yeah, I mean that was hard to where uh one of the days they they were showing the pictures of him of oh. the bullets and all that stuff and we we left the courtroom. Sure. Cuz that is not a picture I want to see of my brother. No, that's not unnecessary. Uh so while they were doing that whole time, you know, we were just you know waiting out of the courtroom and then when they were done with that specific uh, you know, thing they were showing there with the pictures. I mean, because they had the big screen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, that is not a picture I wanted to see of my brother. No, that's not where we're so, here for, you know. So did you, did you have the resources within you in that next year? It's two years after in, to, like, forgive? Well, what? no, and actually it wasn't until about four months ago. It wasn't until about four months ago. Four and, months ago. and this past February was six years that my brother had passed. And I just, I couldn't forgive him. As much as I went to church and, and had faith and I just, that 
I just couldn't forgive him. So what happened I, I just, months ago? I still had the anger. It, it wasn't in, until about four months ago where uh, a few years ago, we did a, a blessing ceremony for my kids. Mm-hmm. And my brother Brian got us all the rings, these rings here. And this is the Lord's Prayer. And, you know, the Lord's Prayer where it tells you, you know, forgive us our trespassers, mm. you know. We have to forgive. As we forgive them. As we forgive trust. them, right. Yeah. So we have to forgive. You know, my parents forgave him. My older brother forgave him. And if I'm, you know, I'm having this tugging in my heart to where, you know, we want to come to church. We want to learn more. We want to get involved. And as a Christian, I can't pick and choose what I want to follow in the Bible. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's, you know, it's all God's word. It's all God's promise. So I can't say, well, as a Christian, I'll follow this, but that I'm not going to follow. And it just got to the point where as now I want to get more, uh, learning more, you know, as kind of being more of an adult now, you know, growing older, I'll be 46 in July. Yeah. Uh, Just wanting, wanting it more. And so because of that, that just, you know, I, I have to, I have to forgive him. You know, he, he'll, his judgment day will come. Yeah. You know, he's going to spend his life in prison. But what stinks now is that uh, he got the death penalty, okay? And the jury was nine to three, death penalty. But now the Florida Supreme Court said that death penalty all 12 jurors have to vote death penalty so now we have to go through trial again uh for the sentencing phase so in other words now we have to go through not the whole trial but go through the sentencing phase again hearing all this stuff again i won't go i will go on the last day when they're gonna say either yes uh you will get the death penalty or you remaining life in prison. Because right now, it's a death penalty. Either way, he's not getting out. Yeah. But again, now we have to go through that. You know, and I won't I won't go. I'll go on the last day when he's sentenced. Sure. You've already lived through that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. The last day when he's sentenced, I'll go. And and so you said that the, the resource that you had to forgive is that you saw that God forgave you in his yeah. word. Yeah. And that, and that the Lord's Prayer reminded you of that. Yeah, I mean, I wear it every day, every day. And it's, you, you know, you, you have to. I, I can't, again, I can't pick and choose yeah. what I want to believe in the Bible or how I want to act or how I want sure. to follow the Bible. Sure. But it took you six years. Yeah, up until about four four months ago. Wow. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no time limit. There's no rush to you know heal yeah i just you know know, i I couldn't i couldn't find it in my heart i was still you know even though i didn't blame god anymore for what happened to gary uh you know i i passed that but that forgiveness of this guy i just i couldn't do it so um and what about your your marriage you said i mean we saw that you you were using amanda as a punching bag Mm mm-hmm did that slow? Did that ramp up? Did that slowly die away? Did you have a big conversation? What happened there? I think once we started 
getting back to church and, and coming to church. Uh, and then when Amanda became a Christian, because Amanda grew up Catholic, uh, and, you know, we were coming here and then we became members. We went to the class, became members, yeah. and Amanda got baptized. Uh, you know, and around that time, that's when the marriage started getting better. Yeah. Because now we're, we're going to church, we're reading the word, and, you know, we're trying to live it as much as we can, even sure. though, you know, we all fall short. Yeah. But, you know, but you still, okay, you know, wipe yourself up, try again, yeah, yeah. try again. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I say I could be in the car and I'll be praying, and then somebody will, like, cut me off and, hey, you dummy. Yeah. You know, you, you know <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, I'm in prayer, and then all of a sudden I'm calling somebody a dummy. You know, oh, oh, sorry, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Lord. <laughs> sorry, Lord. You know, so... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the, our marriage started getting better as we started be focusing more on the church and and getting, wow. you know, going to church, yeah. you know, as, as much as we can, you know, going every Sunday. But not only that, you know, whenever there's other events in the church, uh, you know, to try and go and then helping with the children's ministry. And then also that helping out with the children's ministry to where if I'm teaching these kids you know, the lessons or whatever that we get, mm. you know, us as an adult, we have to, not only am I teaching them, I'm teaching me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. And we have to be congruent with what we're teaching. Yeah. I mean, otherwise you're a hypocrite, you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, we're winding down here. Is there, is there anything you want to say to someone who has lost, um, a loved one from your experience? Um, Maybe they had some something similar. More specifically, maybe like uh, families of police officers. Um, is there something you want to? Do you have any kind of wisdom or? Uh, you're, uh, you know, with me, uh, you're always gonna miss. You're always gonna miss your loved one. Yeah. And till this day, there are days where I'll think of Gary and I'll cry, and I'll start crying. And I mean, it's six years already. Six years later, and you know, and then there's happy times. You know, you have those happy memories, but then one day, you know, all of a sudden you just start crying because you miss that person. You just, you know, you have to pray. Yeah. Just pray that God will comfort you, and he has comforted me, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I think he's also allowed me kind of to grieve, you know, if you want to say, mm -hmm. because you're going to miss that family member. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, I mean, a lot of comfort, you know, a lot of prayer uh, to to comfort me, you know, heal me, you know, from this hurt. Yeah. And God answers. Is there, is there anything else you maybe left out in your testimony or, or anything you want to say to any police officer out there? Well, or to, you know, any first responders, policemen, you know, uh, you know, thank you. You know, you guys, there's people just don't know the stuff that they deal with on an everyday basis. Yeah. And now with every, everybody is so anti, you know, anti police, yeah. you know, yeah, you have some bad seeds. Yeah. You know, there are some bad policemen, you know what? Eventually that's they won't last. They'll get caught with whatever they're doing and they're giving the good guys a bad name. Mm -hmm. But not everybody's like that. Yeah. You know, the majority of these cops, I mean, they're there good to, to help members. this community and yeah. you know, and they want to go home they want to do their jobs they want to help they want to go home to their families yeah you know so yeah i mean thank you it's it is not easy what they do no at all no 
at all. You know, and, and my dad was a cop 20 years, New York City. Oh, jeez. You know, and that was just, you know, and growing up, you know, you pray, you know, you know, Father, bring my dad home safely. Sure. Bring my dad home safely. And thank God, you know, he came home safe. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Um, well, I got one last question for you, and it's how we end every podcast. But uh, before we do that, I just want to thank you for sharing your story and your struggles. Uh, it's not easy. Yeah. And it's not, it's not taken lightly. Um, and, um, the good, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I knew Gary a little bit, um, through you and, um, just thank you. It's, it's really tough. Uh, you're welcome. Um, if, if you're out there and you, you know, you really, uh, felt this testimony or you really, um, you think that it might help someone else, please share it. Please tag someone in it. Please invite them to the group. Um, please get them in, cut, in contact with Ken. I'm sure you wouldn't, uh, you know, object to someone like reaching out to you or anything. Not at all. Um, yeah, I, I, we're building something here. Like it's a support group of people who just uh, have, you know, God just working in their lives from a, a very from very dark places to, you know, hopefully a place that's a lot better. Um, but Ken, let's finish off this testimony why do you think god is awesome i think because he's always with us mm. i mean he never leaves us even though we question why you know i prayed for this i prayed for that why are you not here or why did this happen why did that happen but you know he's he's always with us yeah you know and i think that's one big thing that no matter what we do you know we sin every day no matter what we do He's still there. Yeah. He is still there. He still loves us. He's still with us, you know, and he's there with open arms for us. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Ken, for sharing. Thank you guys for joining in again. Uh, we want to just thank everyone who joined us live. Um, we got Glenna and your wife is on live here. Oh, yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pam, thanks for watching. Rose, thanks for watching. Everyone, just we want to thank you guys all. Um, we love you all, and we will catch you on in the next episode. <laughs>